Good evening, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live, the midweek Bible study for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. I pray that each of you are blessed on this evening, and I pray that even as you listen this evening, that something will be said that will bless and encourage you. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this, your people who are listening. Lord, we pray that wherever state that we find ourselves in, that Lord, you will allow your word, this word, to push us along our path of destiny. And Lord, bring us closer to you. Most of all, Lord, do not allow us to leave this destiny moment unchanged. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And God bless you. We're going quickly to the word of the Lord, and we're going, which finds us today in Daniel, the third chapter. And we're looking at Daniel 3 and 14, verses 14 through 18. Again, that's Daniel 3, verses 14 through 18. And the word of the Lord in Daniel 3, 14 reads, Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up. Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, or worship the golden image that you have set up. What we tonight, I just want to talk to you for a few moments from the thought, it's whatever. It's whatever. When I think of a group of people that we find in the Bible who certainly showed themselves faithful, who showed themselves willing to sacrifice it all for the cause of Christ, I can't help but think of these through Hebrew gentlemen. Their, their Hebrew names were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And I'd call them by those names because all three of their names were intentional and all three of them were names that caused them to honor the true and living God. They find themselves in Babylon in a strange place, in a strange country with different rules and regulations and obviously in a land that served idols. And because Nebuchadnezzar was so caught up, he was caught up in his, his own self and that he had such a big ego, he felt it was necessary that everyone in the land were to, was to worship the image that he had built up, the idol that he had constructed. And when he found out that there were people who defied his order, he was outraged. He was upset. He was frustrated because he took their act as a personal act against him. Who dare would defy the great king Nebuchadnezzar? He asked that he had asked and instructed everyone to bow. And when he found out some men, even some men that he had kind of given a little favor, these men, he had allowed them to eat of their own diet previously. And because of their religion and because of what they believed, 
And he kind of felt that this was a betrayal for these men who he had given a sort of amount of favor to, to then turn on him and not worship the idol that he set up. When these men did so, he called them to the front, all huffing and puffing with his ego fully engaged and basically threatened them. He threatened them with the idea that he was more powerful than any force or any God that they could represent or any God that they could worship. He tells them, he's like, I'm giving you another chance. I'm giving you another opportunity to do basically what I told you to do. He said, if you don't listen to what I tell you to do, then you're going to be punished. You're going to be killed. You're going to be placed into the furnace. But the, the answer of these young men is very interesting. The answer that we find in, in the book, he says, we have no need, Nebuchadnezzar, to answer you in this matter. We have no need to answer you in this matter. I believe that the wording there is very key because what they're really saying is you're going to receive an answer, but it's not going to come from us. We can be silent from this moment on and we're going to allow our God and his works to do the talking. I found that very profound, particularly in an age and day that we're in now where talking and posting and uh, sharing and it seems like speaking and in all forms of speech, whether it's on social media, or whether it's by videos or whether it's by text or call or someone posting videos on YouTube or Instagram, everyone has a voice today and everyone seems to be in a position to use that voice. And that's not always bad, but sometimes, particularly as it comes to God, we need to allow his works to do the talking. We have to back out of the way. The problem is when we do all the talking, all the focus, all of the lights are on us. And sometimes we interrupt God getting the glory out of this. We have to submit ourselves to God. And when we give ourselves over to God and lift Christ up, then we have to back out of the way. He said, he said to go, he said, let your light so shine that men might see your works, but yet glorify your father which are, in, which are in heaven. That means they're going to see the things that we're doing, but in the midst of it all, God is going to get the glory. And another, and another way of saying it, what Jesus was saying to us, he's saying just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he's like, I'm going to let God's light shine through me. And then I'm going to let God do the work. I'm going to allow God's work to speak for themselves. We have no need. I have no need to speak on this or answer you, but I'm going to allow the works of God, his light shining through me to do all the talking. I'll let his works do all the work. And as Christians, that's something that we have to do more often. Sometimes you do have to engage your voice. I'm not telling you that you need to be silent. But what I am saying is that your own works and Christ working through you is eminently more powerful. The Bible says that we are living epistles that are read by men. You don't have to go out and proclaim into the streets how great God is or how great how great you are or that God is working through you. You don't have to proclaim all the time of how blessed and favored of God you are. But if you allow God's working through you to do the talking, instead you're saying, I don't have to answer you 
in this matter because my God is going to do the talking. And when you feel like that, you can have the attitude that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had on that day. The king was threatening them, the highest, the highest, not only the highest authority in the country, but maybe at that point, because of the spread of the empire, maybe the highest authority on the planet other than God. Highest authority on the planet is threatening their lives. And they say, we have no need to answer you in this matter because we know God is with us. So that gave them a certain amount of faith. It gave them a certain amount of swagger, if you will. Today, a lot of times when you get to a point where you are ready to risk it all, where you're ready to do whatever it takes. Often I hear you see it on Twitter, you see it on TikTok and all types of social media. You've gotten to a certain level of frustration and you if you're ready to fight, they'll just say, you know, it's whatever. Whatever you want to do, however you want this to be handled, they're basically saying, I'm down to handle this in whatever matter you want to take. It usually means I'm ready to fight if I have to. I'm ready to risk it all. It's whatever. We can do whatever you want to do. The reason that these three men had that confidence is because they knew that God was with them. They had the confidence of knowing that that God, he, he's, he is with me. I'm, I am not by myself. I have God with me. Basically saying, I, I did not start this, but I know my God will finish it. I spoke a message a few years ago where I said, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. The confidence that you're saying, like it's whatever, is not because of what you, if, not because of who you are but because of who God is. You know that God is working through you and I don't have to do all the talking. I'm going to allow God's work to do the talking. At all times, I can have this confidence saying it's whatever because greater is he that is working in me than he that is in the earth. I know that God is helping me through this. I know David had that same type of attitude. He he was, he was hearing the words of Goliath being spoken from the Valley of Eli, and he was threatening not only the children of Israel, but he was threatening his God. And I can hear David saying, well, Goliath, I, I didn't come here to fight. I came here to deliver lunch to my brothers, but it's whatever, whatever you want to do. If you're going to keep defiling the name of my God, then it's whatever. I'm ready to risk it all. I'm ready to fight. If necessary, I didn't come here to fight, but I'm I'm ready to fight now because I'm not going to allow you to defile the name of my God. When you get to that point, there's a it's often by trial. It's by circumstance. You've come to a situation and you recognize I'm going to draw the line somewhere. And and in your life, you're going to be there at some point. You're going to have to draw the line somewhere. I know that the meek shall inherit the earth, but there are some things that God has equipped us to put on the whole armor of God. And we have to at least have the mindset that I'm ready. I'm willing to resist and to fight for this. Devil, you may have messed with my job and devil, you may have messed with my finances. And I and I let those ride. But I, I want to let you know you, you started to mess with my children. And although I allowed those first two things to ride, devil, I want you to know that your bus pass has expired. You're not getting any more free rides. It's whatever. I am going to fight you for this. My Bible teaches me that resisting the devil and he will have to flee from me. I don't have to run from him. He has to 
flee from me. It's whatever. We're going to fight for this. We're going to struggle for this. And you have to make those statements and believe by faith that what God has put in you is going to start working on what is on the outside. What God has placed in you is going to start making a difference on your environment. I'm trusting God that the God who's working through me is going to have an impact on what happens to me. I don't believe that I'm saved just not only just to go to heaven, but I believe that same God that's working through me will have an impact on my earthly experience. He'll have an impact on my trials and my storms. He's going to step in right on time when I need him. So devil, you may have taken certain things, but it's whatever. I'm willing to fight. I'm willing to struggle for this. And I'm believing and have enough confidence in God, just like these Hebrew men. I have enough faith and confidence in God that he's going to handle this situation, that I'm not going to have to do all the talking, but rather his works are going to speak on my behalf. So that means that, that, that I don't have to put my hands on everything and I don't have to put my hands on everybody. Everybody who does you wrong, stop trying to take it up on your own to try and handle it. Why don't you put it in God's hands? You have no need to speak in this matter, but the God you serve, he will answer. There are certain situations in your life that make you want to cry out and maybe even make you want to cause, cause you to give up. The question is, have you turned that situation over to God? Maybe you have no need to speak on that matter. Maybe the God you serve is getting ready to step in. And I came to tell somebody right now who's handling a situation that is too big for you. It's too much. I can't handle it. It, it seems extreme. I, I don't even know why God allowed this to come to my doorstep. Well, maybe he allowed it to come to you as a test of your faith. Maybe the only thing he's trying to see is how quickly you will turn that situation over to him. It's only a test. God said, I've still got it. I've still got you. You have no need to speak on this but allow me to work through it. This battle is not yours, but it belongs to God. Why don't you trust him today? Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time, for these words, for your word that comes to minister to our heart, that comes to teach us and guide us and lead us in the way. And Lord, don't allow us to get in the way. In a day where we like to speak, we like to talk, we like to grandstand. We like to be seen. Lord, remind us of the moments where it's time to be silent. To allow what you have working in us to do the talking. To allow you to receive all the glory. And to allow you to work and show yourself mighty and strong in this situation. But Lord, when we are weak, then we are most strong because we're depending not on ourselves. But we're depending wholly and totally on you. And Lord, we ask all these things in my son Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you. I pray that you were blessed by the words that you heard on tonight. I pray that you will not only hear those words, but live those words in your own life. Be reminded that everything that is spoken, that it comes up in your life, doesn't require you to answer. Doesn't require you to worry about it. Maybe you'll find yourself, you have found yourself in a situation just like the Hebrew boys. 
This is not a matter that you have to speak on. You can be silent on this and let God's word do the talking. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.